Welcome, everyone, to the Weird Internet Podcast, Season 2, Episode 6. See, we here at the Weird Internet Podcast, we scour the bowels of the internet, and we report our findings for you all to enjoy. Yeah, so welcome. bowels. Lots of, lots of bowels. Um, yeah, we, we take in all the information, we digest it, and we give you whatever um, comes out the other end. So with that imagery in place, uh, my name is Hondro, and I'm here with my wonderful co-hosts, Chris and Jarrell. How you guys doing? Long time no see. God Long damn, time. it's been a while. Yeah, feeling Thanks. great. Great to see you, Chris. You, you guys are... Chris, you still, I feel like you kind of just embody your background. You're just so, I don't know, you're just like the chillest dude I know. And you have so much style. Just uh, leaning back, much like my friend here, <laughs> in my seat. Let's go. Do, do, do the pose, do the pose. Uh. <laughs> Talking about that 10 out of 10 style, dude. Nah, no, Chris, you're 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 a special case. You you got yeah. you're twelve out of ten. Twelve. Only out of the 10. best for only the best for our man right there. It's good <laughs> only stuff. the best. Only the yeah. best. So, uh, so I was wondering, you guys, have you guys tried any good Italian places lately? I've actually been looking for a for a new place to try out. Man, Olive Garden, dude, they have that great Shit. deal where dude. I think you buy a pasta. And then you can take that pasta home, like another plate of it for like $6 or something, stuff like that. But no one ever takes you up on it because you're always too full afterwards. Oh, man. Yeah. Well, I feel like Olive Garden, okay, correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like it's one of those places where it just doesn't taste nearly as good as leftovers as it does like when you're there. You know, it's kind of like Little Caesars. Uh, What do you guys think? I love Little Caesars. Oh, shit. You know what? Cold Little Caesars is actually pretty yeah. It's fire, dude. Yeah. The little Caesars, like, was it the hot, the hot and ready box? Mm-hmm. Hot and ready, baby. Yeah, dude. Yeah, that's uh, that's wow. The throwback, throwback, Chris. Yeah. Well, now that I got your guys' minds on the uh, Italian food, I think this is a great way to segue into our topic for today's episode, which is pasta farianism. Uh, it wasn't like pasta hard stop for we're not yeah i know i know yeah this is gonna be the lamest fucking episode dude (laughs) Uh, we're talking penne we're talking our saw we got fettuccine we got all no no we're not we're not just talking about any old pasta we're talking about um to some people you know some people will consider the flying spaghetti monster to be you know the primary deity that created the universe and gave us all the gifts that we have today. Like we mentioned, you know, um, linguine, pesto sauce, it's pretty good. You know, all this, all these gifts are courtesy of the flying spaghetti monster. Um, and this is kind of the, the whole premise of Safarianism. So I guess without further ado, we can, we can dig right in. Okay. Uh, so when talking about pastafarianism, it's important to understand some of the history behind this. So let's talk about the founder a little bit, our boy, Bobby Henderson. So at the time, Bobby was just a 24 year old physics grad and he stumbled upon this, uh, this idea, right? This, uh, this idea that the flying spaghetti monster was uh, really the prevailing force in this world. So he opened the church 
of the FSM, Flying Spaghetti Monster, in 2005 in an open letter to the, the Kansas School Board. Um, and this was mocking their decision to actually teach intelligent design alongside evolution in biology classes. Do you guys know what intelligent design is? Uh, sort of. Okay, okay. Yeah, I, I had like, I, I didn't really know. This sounded pretty cool. I was like, oh, intelligent design. This sounds pretty legit. Um, turns out not so much. Basically, intelligent design is kind of like a pseudo-scientific theory that revolves around this idea that the world is just too complex to understand for any like any of us to really theorize around and so really the only way that we can understand this is by just saying fuck it there's a a deity that created everything and that's just how we're going to explain the world and all of the mechanisms that that make it run yeah chris chris i know you love watches i do big big watch guy i i I, I remember Good memory. I remember freshman year, we only talked about Rolexes. Um, and so, so a good analogy that uh, people use to describe intelligent design is a man walks by a watch that he finds on the ground, right? And he opens up the watch. He's never seen a watch in his life. He's never, he opens up the watch and he's like, wow, look at all these mechanisms. And it's like this, this watch right here, no creature could have created it but God. And basically, because of all the complex designs and stuff, he's like, no man could have ever made this because it's so complex. Um, But then, you know, like the man, you know, leaves it to the ground and walks away. And the watchmaker who dropped it on the ground picks it up and says, oh, wow, this old thing, man, like I have a digital watch now. (laughs) You know, like what what the heck is this analog? This is boring. I know how to make this. So basically, the concept is that like someone has no idea about like the mechanisms behind it will assume that it's impossible. Like there's no other explanation, and therefore it should just be explained away by an external force. And so that makes total sense to me. Right. But in fact, a watchmaker had made that watch. So Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh Uh Wait. So in this case, is the watchmaker God, or is the watchmaker just a watchmaker? That's a great question. Just a watchmaker, dude. I mean, he doesn't know finances. Otherwise, he, you know, would have sold that watch instead of dropping it on the ground. Hey, you know what? That's a fair point, Jarrell. Antique. Come on. It's like, what is it? Those $17,000 watches, Chris, that you used to, you know, wear, but uh, never buy. You lust after mm-hmm. it. Yeah, you're lusting after it. Oh, yeah. Oh, those gold mechanisms, yeah, baby. Yeah, the, uh, the watch section on Pornhub for sure. No, I know what you guys are talking about. Yeah, the Rolex section. Oh, dude. The yeah. G- dude, we're talking about G-Shock, bro. Mm. Oh, Jeez. so mm. chunky. Mm. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, now you, you guys understand intelligent design is now, so <laughs> yeah. let's, yeah, let's yeah. move on. <laughs> so, yeah, let's, let's go ahead and, and gloss past that. So the, the Kansas School Board actually made a decision at one point to teach intelligent design in biology classes. And so Bobby Henderson took great offense to that. And so he wanted to, um, he wanted to stop this. So he wrote a letter to the school board and this went viral very shortly after he published it on his website. And so in 2006, a year later, he publishes the scripture called the gospel of the flying spaghetti monster, which further outlines the beliefs in the initial letter. So the legitimacy of FSM's status as a religion has been heavily disputed. Right now, it isn't 
considered an actual religion, unfortunately, um, just because if it was, it would be a fantastic meme. But right now it isn't. But it is still widely practiced among the world. You know, we, there's a very vibrant community. Australia has a very poppin' pastafarian scene. And um, yeah, you can even get ordained. We, we'll get into a bunch of the details around pastafarianism. But uh, regardless, that, that's some of the history around Bobby Henderson, the founder of the Church of the Flying Spaghetti Monster. So wh- what do you guys think? First impressions. I, I love the, the the backstory behind this. Like it, it sounds like this dude is just kind of pissed, and he's like, you know what? I'm gonna make this shit, dude. He he made it happen. He wrote a whole fucking book. Like, could you imagine being so triggered over like this decision that you just write like 200 pages on like a fictitious, completely like fabricated? Well, you know what? I know, I I'm never. not gonna I'm not gonna shit on Pastafarianism. I'm not even gonna say fabricated, but. 200 pages, man. That's pretty... You have it's, to a lot. it's a lot. It's a lot. One might say that the flying spaghetti monster was talking through uh, Bobby. Mm. Yeah. He, was he was simply a, a receptacle. Channel. Exactly. Yeah, he's the messenger. Exactly. Yeah. The messenger, the vehicle of the, of the, of the wiggly appendages of mm-hmm. the flying mm. spaghetti monster. Noodly so, appendages. Yes. Yeah. Wiggly. Noodly. Wiggly and noodly. Woodly. Mm-hmm. Uh, Woodly. Yeah. So we... We looked into the actual beliefs of Pastafarianism and we compiled some of the, uh, I guess, the core tenets of the religion. So I'd go ahead and, uh, you know, read some of these off. We can discuss, stop me whenever y'all want and, you know, we can, we can chat about it. So actually, you know, what would be better? I'm going to start us off with a quick video. We'll, start, right. we'll, we'll get, we'll get the, the juices flowing with the video and then we can get into the actual like core tenets and beliefs. That's what, that way we have a little bit more context surrounding it. You know? Perfect. Perfect. Okay. So let me uh, go ahead and share this. All right. Y'all. We've, we'll vibe. We'll vibe in. Yeah, dude. We're vibing, bro. We've, we're vibing, bro. With the spaghetti. Spaghetti, my guy. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. I'll see this. Oh, all righty. Lady, let oh. me, uh, I need to share with sound. I, I always forget it's not this time. Not this time, boys. I mean, you technically did forget, and then you just but, Yeah, but I, yeah, <laughs> fuck you. Okay, so we have uh, <laughs> this little video right here. Let's go ahead and get that high def. Okay, you Ooh. guys ready for this? Oh, all righty. Spaghetti, wenches, and metaphysics. A guide to the flying spaghetti monster. Life on Earth is one that is extremely busy, largely due to having to juggle its many facets, like the tedium of your work life, the constant inebriation of your social life, and ensuring enough quality family time. All the while, you're struggling with those big questions that keep you up at night. Questions like, why am I here? Am I a good person? What happens when you die? And what is the meaning of it all anyway? Science is working tirelessly on the answers, but they can be a little impenetrable. Religion boldly claims to already have the answers, but with so many to choose from, how do we know which, if any, hold the truth? Happily, this problem has a solution, a combination of the natural wonders of science and the supernatural claims of religion has culminated in the world's first and only empirical religious movement. 
Welcome to Spaghetti, Wenches and Metaphysics, your guide through the church of the flying spaghetti monster. The flying spaghetti monster, or the FSM for short, is the sole deity of the church of the flying spaghetti monster, adherents to which are known as pastafarians. He is a complex carbohydrate-based entity consisting of willowy eye stalks, two large meatballs, and a multitude of noodly appendages. The FSM is most notable for such feats as creating everything in existence, personally maintaining gravitational forces throughout the universe, and inspiring the creation of the Rotary Lawn Sprinkler. He is also a kind and benevolent creator, as evidenced by the existence of heaven with its beer volcano and stripper factory, as well as his fondness for midgets. But that's not all. His noodliness out of all supreme beings is alone in having had the confidence to offer the God Back Guarantee, which states the following. Try me for 30 days, and if you are not completely satisfied, your old God will most likely take you back. Wonderful. So that was just a brief introduction into Pastafarianism, what they're all about over there at the Church of the Flying Spaghetti Monster. So I guess I'm curious. I'd like to collect your guys' first impressions of this. You know, does this hit all of the right marks for people who are curious about those big questions, who want to figure out, you know, what is the meaning of life? Who who am I and, and what is my purpose on this earth? What do I do after it's all over? What does it all mean? Chris, tell me. You know, it's like, what? Yeah, these are big, important questions. I I agree. And, you know, I'm trying to look for solutions or answers to these questions. I think, you know, a lot of people, their first instinct is to turn towards um, organized religion. However, I I feel like this puts a spin on organized religion that makes it sound very... uh, interesting compared to typical organized religion right i certainly find this to be more exciting than the idea of going to church that is a fantastic point chris and the thing is that pastafarians they do have a little bit more fun it seems um like for example so it, it is widely known that pirates were actually the first pastafarians and so in honor of those you know I guess the indigenous pastafarians um nowadays people if they want to worship they will dress up in traditional pirate garb you know clad with the eye patches the pirate hat or a colander depends on you know what day you're worshiping and then of course the pirate sword and and all that good stuff you might walk the plank really depends on on how you practice but I agree, Chris. It definitely seems more fun than uh, than some traditional religious services. So let me let me rattle off a few more of these uh, core tenets of Pastafarianism, and then maybe we could talk a little bit about the uh, the flying spaghetti monster himself after that. So the flying spaghetti monster is the sole deity of the church. So as mentioned, as the video showed, he has two eye stalks. And two meatballs, big old meatballs, and uh, of course, an uncountable number of noodly appendages. So, 
As far as the creation of the universe, Pastafarians believe that the universe was created by the FSM while drunk, actually. Uh Um, And so that's why you see all the imperfections and contradictions uh, Mm. in the universe, especially with humans. And, you know, it it makes a lot of sense. It makes so much sense, actually. When yeah. you put it like that, <laughs> yeah, you're gonna, it's like, why is else? like revelations. <laughs> like, yeah. oh my god, why yeah, else would is... the world be like the way it is? <laughs> exactly, it, this is the only way I can explain it. Yeah, like that makes it, sense. Has have you guys ever written like a term paper or like any essay while like totally wasted, and there's just a bunch of typos? That's us. We're those typos. Damn, we're the typos. We're the Shit. mistakes. Specifically, That's... the three of us. We yeah, are, we are typos. Yeah. Exactly. We're so each of us are when they use the wrong there in the sentence. That's us. We're the incorrect there. Damn. Yeah, yeah. Chris, you're the there with the apostrophe. Yeah, you're the connection there for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I'm the location there. Thank and you. Of course, yeah. Jarell is the possessive there. Yeah. yeah. Definitely possessive. Never used in the right place. Never. Yeah. None Always of us. in the wrong. Always in the wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Always. All good. It happens, right? You know, what are you going to do if you're drunk? I mean, you can't really hold yourself accountable for that. I don't blame FSM for that at all. You know, we're just, we're just, you know, grammar mistakes on the essay that is the universe. So what are you going to do, right? Okay. So religious (laughs) texts of the Pastafarians tell us that humans evolved from the pirates. Consider that so-called science experts. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. So this implies that pirates are not human, right? No, they're pirates, the original human. Pro- they are. So they're like the proto-humans. So exactly. Yes. Oh, okay. okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. More revelations from Chris. Bro, I'm learning so much today. Holy shit! They, you're kind of turning my understanding of existence like on its head right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, if you think about it. You know, a lot of our mannerisms, pillaging and looting, etc., eating lemons, you know, all that stuff, preventing scurvy. This is all this is all activity that the pirates ingrained while they were fighting for their lives on the seven seas. And now we can see it. I mean, does it make sense that we boil noodles in water the way that a pirate ship would kind of look like it's boiling? On the seven seas, I'm just saying, you know, there, there's obvious connections that you can make between like our daily lives and and the lives that the pirates lived. Wow. So. Oh, okay. okay yeah. Or, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it, it is worth noting, you know, if, if people are skeptical, oh, pi- people were evolved from pirates. <laughs> Think about it this way, okay? Before before you go and and say things in that really really stupid voice, consider that pirates and humans share 99% of DNA. No. No. Okay. You want to talk about primates and humans. Oh, humans evolved from primates. They share 99% of their DNA. Humans and pirates literally share 99.9. That's probably even rounded down. That's probably being generous. What the difference is, really? What, What is different between us and the pirates? You know, damn. Chris asking the pressing questions. You know the real well, questions. What, what is so different between us? You know, um, probably the number of teeth. 
Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll well, say that's yeah. a big one. But it doesn't yeah. even mean. Uh, I see, yeah. Well, because pirates, I mean, they're scurvy and all that stuff. They have they have hella diseases. You know, yeah. they, it is tough to to keep all your teeth in there. You the thing know? is, you've never seen a real life pirate, Jarrell. So like, you don't know what the fuck you're talking. Yeah, about. Yeah, I would maybe calm down on the. Yeah, uh, calm down there, buddy. You know, you could complete like almost two episodes of some like internet podcast and you're like oh dude i'm the expert not <laughs> sit, sit right there where you belong listen man and listen about these pirates because you don't know shit right Jarrell, <laughs> we are students of the lord okay so we all need to be humbled and i think you know Jarrell, maybe this is your lesson for today maybe this is your good <laughs> deed is to humble yourself in the face of our predecessors the ones who pioneered where we are like the trajectory of the human race. This is all from the pirates, Jarrell. So, oh, I'm sorry. I just get so riled up about this. You know, I'm sorry. I need to take a minute. <laughs> okay. All right. That was, so, that was a lot less than a minute, but you're, uh, well, I, I regenerate at the, you know, 60 times the speed of the normal human being. Oh, okay. That's because of your, yeah. Right. I had a pirate massive bowl of spaghetti for dinner, so I'm, I'm feeling good. I'm feeling the Lord in me, you know? Oh, uh, dude. Carbo loading. Yeah, exactly. Next up, okay. They believe that the pirates were the original Pastafarians and that they were peaceful explorers, okay? This was only due to Christian misinformation that they have an image of outcast criminals. So as you can see right here, you could, you could see a little bit of a... Uh, you know, a conflict between Pastafarianism and traditional religions such as Christianity. There's definitely a little bit of a back of a little tit. How do they say it in French? What am I thinking? I'm thinking coup d'etat. No, fuck. That sounded like an actual phrase. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm thinking of tête-à-tête. Yes. That also sounds like something I've heard before somewhere. Yeah, dude. I'm knocking these out today. I have like no idea what the <laughs> I know coup d'etat, but what you're a student, Jarrell. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> okay, well, I will I will just yeah, I'm a student today. I have no yeah. idea what's going on. Yeah. Uh, okay, so next up, no one knows what the afterlife really holds. I think this kind of this goes for every religion, right? Yes, We're all yes. humble in that we we don't know so much. Yes. But we are told that Flying Spaghetti Monster Heaven has a beer volcano and a stripper factory. Is that not a little sexist, perhaps? I was going to bring that up, guys, because I do think this is a big point of contention, is that some of the scripture, I actually did do some digging into the gospel itself, and I must say, some of this stuff does seem a little bit, uh, you know, male-centric, and yeah. I don't. I, this this is one of my personal criticisms of FSM, um, is that you, it seems a little bit exclusive. Maybe maybe a little bit uh the humor and maybe some of the scriptures is, is slanted towards yes. the male gaze. You know, maybe there's that lens there that kind of I don't know. It, it's a little bit off putting for me. I, I I do agree. I think it's a uh, part of it is that Pastafarianism is just a product of its time. You know where it was, um, yeah. it was created in, in a, in a pre-B2 era, yeah. really pre-PC <laughs> culture as well. Um, and I think there's some vestiges of, um, you know, things that we don't look at 
with such a warm eye anymore um, in, in the scripture. So I, I do think that, yeah, like it reflects the time it came from. Yeah. So, so it needs, it needs some, uh, it needs some like re revisions, some updates, you know? Well, right. Up- updates. Yeah, yeah. 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 Firmware update. Right. The, th- <laughs> the thing is, I feel like it's, it's, it's tough to actually update scripture. You know, I feel like what we need to do is we just need to tweak our interpretation of the scripture to fit modern day discourse you know what i'm saying i feel like that's like the the prevailing technique but i don't know Joel, what do you think uh, stripper factor is there a way to spin stripper factory to uh <laughs> to appease more people in in the modern day yeah i mean hey who did did they say what gender the strippers were they did not Jarrell. they did not and thick Boom, Jarrell. You are so Damn. quickly learning. Like you're fucking tr- goddess, oh my dude. God. Damn. Jarrell is really the one teaching us now. And you know, the student becomes a teacher. <laughs> Jarrell humbled himself. He brought himself down. And then in doing so, he gave room for FSM to take over his likeness and provide us with that insight that we were missing. So thank you, Jarrell. Wow, this is so powerful. Yeah, really appreciate that. Yeah, you know, I'm 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 doing the FSM's you know work, man. You know, just just trying, just trying to do do what's what's right. Yeah, yeah, we appreciate that. And the thing is, you know, it, it's important to to do that even when you you get heat from people. You got to stay true to yourself. And you know, speaking of criticism, nobody. Nobody is safe from that. In fact, Bobby Henderson himself, he, he's gotten a lot of hate among, I guess, the more fundamentalist uh, religious community. So if we go to the Pastafarian, I think it's spaghettimonster.org, we go to the official religious website for Pastafarianism, you'll see a tab called Hate Mail. There is literally a tab where Bobby would publish all the angry letters, along with you know some color commentary on his end, um, of his. I don't know, what what word am I thinking of here, boys? His um, his attackers, haters, bro. His haters, haters, haters. Not cool. Haters gonna he, hate. People were not appreciating his shit. And it showed because that hate mail was a very, very long series of um, of angry people saying very mean and angry things. And to be fair, okay, in in their defense, it does very clearly say in the scripture of Pastafarianism, phrases like "old testicle" instead of "old testament," um, <laughs> the Olive Garden of Eden. So I guess they also say that I think, okay, this is also a little bit cringe. I I read this and I cringed a little bit. I think they said the, the holy book of like Islam was no, no, no. Of a Hinduism was 10 little Indians or something like that. It was actually kind of fucked up. I'm not, I'm not even going to lie. So I understand why this would receive criticism. There's definitely some stuff 
that can raise some eyebrows, can um, cause some cause some faces to pucker, like you just ate a massive lemon um, to prevent scurvy because you know that's what you do. So I understand it, but just know that no one's no one's free from hate. Sometimes you just got to shed that um, to to really be yourself. So take that one to the bank, Jarrell. That one's for free. Great, I love I love it. So we did a lot of talking there. I just want to do some looking now, guys. So what is this? Let's let's do a little session where I'll give you an image and you just tell me what comes to mind. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So what are you guys thinking here? French fries. French McDonald's. fries? McDonald's. Wow. The moment Jarrell said that, now I can't see anything else but French fries. Fuck, dude. Curly fries? Yeah. Exactly. Obviously, right? Exactly yeah, yeah. I would like some curly fries right now. I can order you some right now, Chris. Oh, y'all ever had eyeball? Eyeball? Ever had an eyeball? Yeah, you ever had an eyeball? It's like a grape. I can't say I have, but that sounds pretty fun. I guess. (laughs) I don't know. I'm just I'm just observing what I'm seeing here. Okay, we got eyeballs. We have meatballs. Okay, a lot of balls. A lot of balls. Big balls, might add. Balls of two different sizes. And two each of them. Mm-hmm. Pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Four total. So here, here's another one, okay? First impressions. I don't like this one, dude. The one, the noodle curls are too organized. <laughs> um, and we, we spoke earlier about... Uh, what, what, what was that concept called again? Of like the complicatedness of life. Oh, right. Intelligent design. Intelligent design. When I see this, it seems too orderly, too planned, perhaps too constructed to, for me to look at this and say, this is, this is real. I think that that was made by human. I would be inclined to agree with you, Chris. Just look at the girth of those noodly appendages. We know that's wrong. We know deep in our hearts that that's wrong. Can we agree on that? I'm getting Popeye vibes from the... I think it's just perspective, but it looks like he has massive... Dude, you know what it looks like? It looks like he has big, meaty claws. (laughs) Okay, that that was actually killing me. I, I wasn't sure what I was thinking of, but doesn't it? The eyes are so beady, too. Yeah, I don't like him. Can, can we move to the next one? I don't yeah, like yeah. him. Wait, wait, wait. He's fake. Okay. <laughs> There's some comparison to be made here, I think, guys. Oh Let God. me see if I can find a good one. Now, we'll... <laughs> okay. There's something here. There's something there. I don't it know what it is. I can't point here. my finger on it, but... Yeah. yeah. No, there if you could, if you could like shop an overlay, Noah, yeah. uh, greatly appreciated uh, with Eugene. Oh, here oh, we Eugene. go. Oh, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we're done with Mr. Krabs. Okay, moving on to the last image. Oh, my God. Right, can you guys Oops. see this? You have been touched by his new I feel like that one's a appendage. bit better. It's like a bit better. Mm-hmm. It's a solid shop, I think. It's a solid Photoshop. Yeah, yeah. but the uh, the meatballs, the placement of the meatballs doesn't give me too much uh, confidence. They look 
precarious. Your precarious positioning of the balls, indeed. Absolutely. The thing is, you, you do want to present them because you you want your followers. You want them to know that. I feel like um, the meatballs are a sign of power and strength. You know, the bigger the balls, the stronger the being. Right. It's like, yes. damn, you got some pretty big balls to do that. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. spaghetti monster has the you don't have bigger balls than the, the person who gave you your balls right so but, but then you know at the same time you don't want to lose your balls so nah, you have to strike a balance i'm i'm in agree I, I would say these are about to fall out especially that uh that left ball that left ball it's just slipping off that noodly appendage dude yeah yeah i'd be anxious really if i was you know FSM, but also FSM has knowledge and wisdom beyond what us mere mortals can really understand. And so maybe, you know, FSM knows exactly what it's doing. There's no fear at all because FSM has everything under control. Mm-hmm. That is fair. That is fair. I mean, maybe, maybe the balls have their own like gravitational pull. Not that I'm saying gravity is like a real thing, but I'm saying right, that if right, right. I, I was afraid you were going to go in that direction. And I'm yeah. glad you kind of caveated that by saying that it's not because, because I didn't want to get into like a, like a debate with you over the existence of gravity. Right. Like I can't I'm... see it. It's like, prove it. You can't fucking prove it. Bam. <laughs> Checkmate atheists. I'm, you know, Chris, I'm, I'm very glad you brought up gravity because mm-hmm. pasta far. So the gospel of the flying spaghetti monster actually creates their own. They postulate on the theory of gravity and why it exists similar to how, you know, intelligent design postulates why the mechanisms of the world are what they are. The Pastafarianism states, and I'll, I'll, this is a, this is a, you know, not an exact quote, but they believe that people are grounded to the earth by the flying spaghetti monsters, noodly appendages. FSM is literally holding down the people with his appendages so that they don't fly off, right? Because the earth's moving super quick. Something's yeah, that shit's spinning, there. dude. Right. So the flying spaghetti monster has, has taken it upon himself to hold every single human being on earth to the earth. Wow. I So that... There's just so many people in the world, you know, and it really goes to show the endlessness of the number of, of appendages that FSM has to keep each and every single one of us grounded is pretty incredible, I think. Right, right. Well, another you brought up another good point there, Chris. There's a lot of us. There didn't used to be as many people. And so what's interesting to think about is, well, let's say there was only like, you know, 100 million people on Earth. Why were those people so much shorter back then? I think the average height a while back, I'm sure at some point, was like around five foot three. That's why in New York, you know, all the doorways are so goddamn short is because people just used to be way shorter. But now, you know, we have a pretty, you know, we've, we've grown quite a bit. Our average height is closer to like five, six, five, seven. So the question is, why? Why have we grown taller over time? And the question really, the crux of this, of this question 
is this flying spaghetti monster theory of gravity? Because think about it this way, Chris, the less people there are, the easier it is for, for FSM to hold people down so that there is more power expended by FSM for each person. So if, if, if FSM is condensing oh. each person, sl- like crushing them into the ground, they're going to be shorter. Wow. As more and more people, you know, as people you know, reproduce, 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 as we do, as we're we breeders, do. you know, Yes. there's going to be more people. And so FSM's like, well, goddamn, I don't have like enough power for 7 billion. I mean, of course I have enough power for 7 billion, but it's just not going to be nearly as much. And right, so what right. happened was, you know, FSM's gravitational force it, it lightened up a little bit. It lightened up and lightened up over time. And so it gave us the room to grow taller. And so that, Chris, is, is why people have grown taller over time. And also uh, how gravity works. Wow. I, I'm sold. That made complete sense to me. And certainly sounded more convincing than any other argument I've heard. Otherwise I'd see, I, I believe that to be the truth. Jarrell, I noticed you've been giving some pretty uh, animated facial expressions uh, while I was explaining that. What do you think, man? What are your thoughts here? Yeah. So uh, to get this, you know, to, let me get this straight. So when, when there was only a hundred million people on this planet, uh, New York had to shrink, had to, had to make doorways for shorter people. Is that right? <laughs> No, no, no. It's just because people were shorter, so they made shorter doorways because that's all they needed. They're like, eh, you know, six feet total. So can, can we can we get a check when the when, when uh, there was only a hundred million people on the planet? How let's long ago see. was that? When okay, let's see. Earth population over time. Okay, let's see. Uh, nineteen seventy. Okay, this isn't. This is not. <laughs> doesn't go nearly Earth far back. Total enough. population over. Time? Yeah, yeah, total population. We're doing this live, folks. God damn it. Okay, let's see. Let's see if I can find something. Wait, can we go back further? It only goes back to 1960 when there were 3 billion. How many okay, people you know are we trying to get down to? 100,000? 100, yeah, 100, 100 million. 100 million? 100 million? Okay. Okay, you know what? I think 1960. Why don't you put in Earth population? Yeah, like yeah, yeah, I'm looking the year at year 1000 or something like that. <laughs> oh shit. We're getting Three, closer, 310 bro. million. Okay, that's not bad. Yeah, we're getting close. So that's in the you year 1000. Was it what about like zero like courage heights? <laughs> year 1000. There we go. <laughs> Okay, yeah. here we go. Here we Livestrong.com. Livestrong, we'll take it. We'll take their word for it. This guy dropped his, his noodly ball, though. Yeah. Okay. Male stood an average of five feet, nine inches. So this was back like, holy shit. 700. You know, I don't want to debunk this uh, in real time. So I'm just going to, I'm going to tab out. Yeah. yeah. Tab, tab out. out. Tab yeah. Out. The theory um, still holds water because we haven't disproved it. Right. Don't you don't even need to y'all listening or watching. Don't look this up. Just take my word. Just me. have faith is what yeah. I'll say. Yeah. Come on. So with that being. <laughs> well, uh, so. We just saw we just saw FSM in the in the flesh, in the meat. You know, a little maybe a little Parmesan sprinkled on top. I thought I would. Drop a little bit of Pastafarian lingo. You know, if we're gonna if we're gonna get into 
this religion. You know, if we want to truly immerse ourselves, we need to understand how to speak like a pastafarian. Let's say you're at a mass, you need to follow along, but there's no uh, there's no parchment to read, and people are just following from the heart. Or let's say that you're you start dating someone, and they happen to be a pastafarian, and their family asks you to say grace. You know, for for the flying spaghetti monster, of course. Well, don't worry, guys, because I've stumbled upon just a little brief prayer that you can say. Um, and I, I guarantee you, people will be in tears by the time you're done. Wow. Okay. This one is called In His Own Image. There are other religions that claim. Actually, sorry, guys. Can we can we maybe bow our heads? Could we do a little? Jarrell, could I get some respect, please? Could you please? No, no, not like out of the frame. I just mean like, like, <laughs> we just get a head bow. Could we get a little? There we go. There are other religions that claim their God made humans in his own image. Oh, we lost Jarrell. No, he's back. I realized that our true creator did in fact make a creature in his own image and it is the octopus curious intelligent drifting in salted water noodly and al dente the octopus is truly what we can all strive to be like may all their noodly appendages touch us all raw men can I get a ramen? Oh, ramen. Ramen. Thank you, guys. Wow. I appreciate that. That felt powerful. Yeah, we can all try to be like octopi. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, dude. No, for sure. I mean, I think they're they're a noble creature. Um, I feel like you know how Ben Ten. Um, he could like morph into different creatures that had different number of limbs. Yes. Okay, let's see. Ben 10 uh, list of aliens. Okay, here we go. Here we go. Which one? Do you guys remember which one had eight limbs? I do not. Fused? Okay. We have to figure this out. It's okay. We actually don't need to figure this out, but it's all good. The regardless... You know, we can all strive to be like Ben 10. We can all strive to be like Octopi. I think Pastafarianism, the cool thing about it is that it gives you relatable role models, you know, people that we can model our actions and our thoughts after and really improve the, the state of mind while we're going through our everyday life. Dude, they, they have a strong branding presence, I feel like. They have the, the Italian, you know, no, it's okay. I understand you're passionate. You're yeah, fuck yeah, dude. Pirates. <laughs> no, I, I'm with you. You got the pirates, got the lemons for the scurvy, and then of course you have the the pasta and the colander. It's all good stuff. Yeah. I mean, do you think that pastafarianism is like too self-aware? Do you think it becomes like almost pretentious at some point? Or do you feel like it's it's a pretty legit critique? I think it started as a legit critique, but then 
Like, you know, like you get, you know, we, 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 we always talk about how like, once again, the community that surrounds it or the followers that surround it. And, and we've seen this in all the communities we've studied. Like they're the ones that end up defining like how these these communities grow, especially on the internet and especially because of how accessible it is globally. Like I honestly think it's not as strong of a parody anymore because it's like, because you have to get at some point you have to start organizing and like I don't think they're as organized as something like uh, the Satanists, right? Yeah, yeah, that's fair. You know, I, I do think that the Satanist movement it does have some merit in that you know it is garnering more organized growth. You you can tell there's a trajectory. It's like where does it all end? Well, Satanism has the answers, um, and it'll get you there. So I've heard from Jarrell. When did I say this? That's what you just said, right? Man, dude, you're like gaslighting hella this episode. (laughs) (laughs) Hashtag. Hashtag what? Okay, let's see. Satanism.com. See if I get any hit. Churchofsatan.com. Yeah, dude. It's Satanists, dude. Very nice. Yeah, dude. There's a whole thing, man. See, my beef with these webs, these types of like alt religion websites is that they really just don't have the same kick to them as like a Christianity um, that I don't know you. I, I went to my local like Christian, big Christian churches website and it is fantastic. You have like super modern, like web UI features. They have the fucking like the slideshow of like the people getting baptized and stuff. And they're all super happy. Your charity drives. I feel like I want to join when, when I go to the website. I look at the fucking Satanism website. It's dark. You just got like some weird people with snakes. Some fucking dudes in red robes. I don't know. It, just, it gives me like cult vibes. I don't want to be a part of a cult. I just want to be part of a people who have the same ideology and, you know, a framework that tells me what I need to think. Like, I don't want to be part of a cult. I just want, you know, I just don't want to have to think. So where can I find that? I just want a nice group community and um, just total comfort. And, uh, you know, and everything, everything in life is taken care of. Right. And absolute okay. viewpoints. Like, and it's so totally, happy? yeah, it's totally not a cult, but like you want something that's like a cult, but it's not a cult. Right. right. Yeah. I don't know. It's tough, guys. It's tough. Uh, yeah. Also, also, um, yeah, you'll have to do some more research in the Church of Satan. They're actually super fascinating. And they're also a legit critique of the uh, religious system that we have here in the United States. Huh. So another thing we should explore on a live stream. Andrew. Interesting. So, yeah, I'd be down. I'd be down. They're, they're, they're really, really cool, actually. So. Okay. Okay. Yeah, not bad. So I guess we're kind of already, um, you know, Talking about what we think about FSM in general, I, I think this is a good time to um, to give some final thoughts about Pastafarianism. Um, what do you guys think? Do you guys think that this ever has a shot of like, you know, getting a resurgence, or is this becoming kind of a, a relic? You know, something that was interesting back when it when it first happened, maybe towards like 2010, 2012. What do you guys think? I think I think it's like it's it's a product of its time and it's 
outdated because of that and what i mean by that is like not not like the like the allegedly sexist aspect of it that we talked about earlier but more so because like i think internet humor has gotten like it's it's indexed on like ironic humor very heavily in the last like five six however it's always been like that but like especially recently and i think if you're taking like fsm as like you know an ironic sort of like stab at like sort of sound out in um like our current religious system i think nowadays everything around us is so like ironic that it just it, it doesn't have the same punch that like you know something that's like relevant today would have and so because of that i feel like it's it's a little outdated you know that's my take it's fair points man that's fair points Jarrell, what are you thinking yeah i mean I think I mean, we we did we when we did our research and stuff like you could tell there there's been stuff here that hasn't been updated in a while so it's it's even evident that like it's lost steam from like the top down um and also you know like I said there like and Chris says it the best here is that it's no longer as shocking as it used to be it's like there's no there's no umph factor like we still see and, and that's the reason that something like the church of satan like exploded right was because it was directly like trying to shock people and it still gets like it it's continuing to stay relevant every single year and it's growing every single year because it's a collective um that uh that you know is 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 topical right but flying spaghetti monster it was it was a response to a response to a response i mean then that's it like so how do you keep that fire going? How do you keep it interesting? If like, even at the top, there's an acknowledgement that it's like not legit, right? Yeah. They, they, need, to, they, they need to go all in. If like yes. they wanted to make this really, really a parody and they wanted to make it like a legit religion that like could subsist past the quote unquote joke, they should have like, they should have full sended it, but they didn't. And like, that's the reason that we're, you know that there's nothing around it and there's no community. There's no real community around it, unfortunately. So there's only so much you can take it. Like you, there's only so much you can go in terms of like joking and like, you know, quotes joking. And this is like, yeah. they've hit the cap. It's, it's already like Bobby's probably what well, he's 24 when he wrote it in 2006. So what, what's, what's that 15 years later, the dude's like almost 40, <laughs> like, you know, like yeah. at this point you need to be a cult leader not right. not a edgy edgy 20 something year old exactly you know? this needed to actually be a cult at this point it needed to it needed to get that momentum um and i agree with you like it, it because when you when you just want to be like ironic and kind of laugh i that's not f- far enough like you need to for example the church of satan just first impressions it looks like an actual church you know there's actually like a theory slash practice tab that has like basics of Satanism, policy statements, essays, and they have like academics talking about the church of Satan. Um, and you could tell that they, they truly understand like how to craft a narrative around um, an actual religion rather than just um, directly, you know, poking fun at the ridiculous parts of religious institutions, which is kind of seems like what pastafarianism was doing, which is cool at the time. And I think this was like a much needed breath of fresh air at the time, especially. But nowadays, you could tell the there's some outdated humor. Um, And 
it just doesn't seem to have the same level of activity as it did before. If dude, if there were like Pastafarians on fucking TikTok and they're going hard, you know, the gen, you really need to get the Gen Z's excited about like whatever you're doing. And it doesn't really seem like Pastafarian has um, that momentum among the Zoomers. Without further ado, what are you guys thinking? Zero to 10. How weird is Pastafarianism? Can I go first? Please. <laughs> oh, yeah, Chris. Please. Chris, go first. <laughs> I'll, I'll give it a four. And why I give it a four is like, I, I think, you know, I, I respect like the, because it's one of like, it, it's pretty old. You know what I mean? Like Pasifarianism, like it's been kind of a constant like sort of thing in the background of like internet culture for a really long time. So I think that needs to be like, you know, accounted like not that needs to be considered but like it's just so irrelevant these days it's like under like the current sort of definition of what's weird on the internet like this doesn't even come close so like on its own probably a two but like considering it's like historical significance or <laughs> damn i like damn that. i like that historical significance that that's a new one that's a new thing we need to you know need to add to the docket historical significance um i'm in the same boat though with, with you chris i i don't find any of this that weird um and i think it's a lot of it has to do with how normalized we are um with all the things you've observed on the internet but like even from like uh even from just like the the normal like what we've seen and grown up with on the internet like we covered creepy pastas last time, Hondi. Yeah. And like we covered what else did we cover this 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 season? Um done reality shifting, YouTube, true crime. True Harry crime. Potter. Yeah, true crime. Harry Potter. Yeah. Yeah. And uh it's just like like Snape Wives was more like was weirder than this, you know? <laughs> it really was. It really because it was just more niche, you know? Yeah. And so I don't know, it's just like unless you're living under a very very christian rock um like this isn't this isn't that weird and so i agree with you chris like it's definitely a two but like i think for the product of it if we're going to rate it on the product of its time and like the what it was it like the flack and the 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 resistance it got when it came out i i would give it like a four or five um so if you round that out like it'd be like a three for me be like a solid three solid three yeah damn this one this one's tough for me because i think i thought it was pretty interesting when we were researching it and i, I did think it was a, uh, it was cool how much lore was built around pastafarianism the fact that some dude wrote a fucking 200 page book shout you know dare i call it a manifesto i don't know probably not uh i think there there the, the amount of effort that has been put around you know getting this to look as legit as it does and i think that's pretty unique but as far as like the actual weirdness the and i look at it and it's it's funny but it's not really weird enough to to warrant like above a five um also we talked about creepypastas jarell i feel like this is in a similar vein where it was if if this was 2012 when we were talking about this, we'd be like, dude, what the fuck is this? It's crazy. 2021, I don't know. You're gonna have to step it up. You're gonna have to step it up. 
Um, yeah, you have to you have to be like I mean I I still consider the 2015 e memes to still be one of the weirdest things to come out of the internet. <laughs> you remember the e memes? Uh, Noah, make sure to like overlay yeah. that the Marco Markiplier e. <laughs> I think still the funniest thing. Still one of the weirdest concoctions the internet has come up with. And like that was 2015, 2016, right? And so like I feel yeah. like the the weirdness. Um, like if we, if we're, if we're going to plot weirdness over time, I feel like there was a pretty, almost an exponential, like weirdness growth and expectations, um, for weirdness around like 2015. Yeah. And then like 2016, it kind of like dipped a lot and like things on the internet kind of normalized itself. I don't know. I don't know if you felt the same way, Chris, but that's kind of how I saw it. I felt like the weird the weird shit happened during those years. So, yeah. So I think with, with that all in mind, not super weird, um, but historically, I think this set a precedent, right? I think that's, it's important to recognize that as well. So, you know, church of Satan, respect your elders, you know, respect, actually, what, wait, when was the church of Satan actually founded? Uh, okay. That's a great question. It's okay. We'll, we'll deal with that later. It's fine. It's fine. All, all I know is that my rating is a solid three. Three out of ten. Nice. Nineteen sixty-six, by the way. Holy That's was, shit. That's okay, That's never mind. Yeah. Pastafarianism, respect your elders. What was your weirdness rating again, Hondra? Three out of ten. Three damn, all right. So three plus three plus four divided by three. Uh, 3.3 repeating infinity, just like spaghetti monsters in <laughs> infinite appendages. Um, so pretty normal, it, is. it seems. Yeah. Underperforming, sad, but it is what it is. Sorry, flying spaghetti monster. You are just, you're, you're accepted. You're an accepted norm of society now. Yep. I'm not, you know, you're not as shocking, which is shocking. Shit. You hate to see it, but. It is what it is, right? We got to keep it real. All right. Thank you, everyone, so much for listening to this episode of the Weird Internet Podcast of Season 2, Episode 6. Next up, we are going to be talking about none other than what you, what you might be hearing in future installments of this show, um, podcast, sponsorship, and partnership companies. We're talking Audible, Manscaped, fucking Dollar Shave Club, NordVPN, NordVPN, ExpressVPN, F me in the A VPN, any VPN possible. Probably we're gonna talk about it. Okay, um, Sherry's Berries. We got all sorts oh. of you know, anything, anything Jeez. you would hear from a you know, Cash App. I don't know. We got a lot of stuff to cover. But that's going to be next episode's topic. Uh, if you're interested to see more, go ahead and check us out on YouTube, um, the Weird Internet Podcast, as well as our podcast platform, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, etc. cetera. Uh, and please check us out on our socials as well. You could probably find us if you just type in Weird Internet Podcast in that search bar. Until next time, thank you so much. We'll see you later. Take care. Peace. Peace.